0: to those who've ever lived in shame of any sort. Certainly for Peter, it was self-induced shame, but there's shame of another sort. it's, It's shame from things done unto you, no fault of your own, and you feel the shame heavy and weighted. And so in this second story, there is a text that addresses the heavy shame that some people feel. But before I get to it, we need to acknowledge that, unfortunately, the church has been one of the greatest sources of shame in human history. Many of us have learned that, that the church is the place to pretend like everything is good. Many of us come to church and we lie regularly when somebody says, how you doing? And you lie like a dog and you say, I'm fine. Because if we were to admit that life is really stinky today, we would be ashamed that all the other people in church who have all their acts together would judge us. I'm wondering if anybody has ever said, boy, if, church, if the church people only knew this about me, if they only knew this about my family, I can't say a word. Shame. Shame is a deadly sledgehammer that beats us up regularly. I'm here to tell you that Jesus died on the cross to kill shame. After they had eaten. Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus replied, then feed my lambs. Another time, Jesus asked him, Simon, son of John, do you you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Simon Peter answered, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. A third time, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, do you love me? No. Peter was hurt that Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He replied, yes, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. Three questions. Three denials. Three denials. One major source of shame. Three questions. A bit awkward, Jesus. We don't usually go there, do we? I mean, how many of you have looked your friend in the eye when you know they're going through that thing? And pretended like you knew nothing. That's not how Jesus rolled. The Bible tells us that Jesus looked Peter right in the eye after he denied him the third time. Jesus knew. And Jesus knew that Peter had gone out and wept bitterly and that Peter was just kind of hoping life would move on and that he wouldn't have to deal with it. But the thing is, if you don't deal with your shame and your shortcomings, they will deal with you. I'm going to say that again. If you don't deal with your shame and your shortcomings, they will deal with you. And so Peter experienced Jesus like a young man in 1986 experienced the orthopedic surgeon. Peter had to have been embarrassed. Why is he asking me to stop it? And the third time, the Bible actually tells us Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time. And I'm wondering if Jesus, Jesus knew what my doctor would know thousands of years later. That, that healing only comes after we palpate the painful place. I was having lunch with a young friend yesterday, and life for him just isn't good. And he told me, I've been in a a funk for over a year. And as we dug deeper, I go, what's going on in your life? We discovered that about five years before, there was a life-changing event in his family's life where something terrible happened. And sure, he cried and wept and said that was a bad thing in the moment, but after that moment, Several years ago, he took his, his pain and he set it on his mental shelf and he ignored it. And you know, you can ignore your pain for a little bit. You can ignore your shame for a little bit. But if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. In fact, psychologists tell us that most, if not all addictions stem from some undealt with pain. Abuses, alcoholism, anger. Stem from things in our past that are so embarrassing, so shameful, so hurtful, things that we haven't dealt with, and they begin to shape us. How many of you have ever, let's see how honest you can be. Notice my hand is first in the air. Have surprised yourself with how angry you got all of a sudden? Okay, good, we got about 12 honest people and some liars in the room. (laughs) Have you ever surprised yourself while you're watching that movie and all of a sudden you're bawling and you're saying, why am I crying at this? Or maybe even more humorously, you're watching a Kleenex commercial and next thing you know, you find yourself weeping and you're like, why am I weeping over Kleenexes? (gasps) It's because things in the past that are shameful and hurtful If we don't deal with them, they'll deal with us. And so Jesus did a very painful thing for Peter. He palpated the painful place. One question for each denial. Do you love me? Yeah. And Peter had been thinking, man, when that slave girl asked, I said I didn't know him. Jesus asked a second time. Do you love me? And Peter had to be thinking, oh, man, I'm thinking when that other guy said, I must be one of them, and I yelled at him, I said, I don't know. And then a third time, Jesus asked, and that's when Peter lost it because he remembered that third time when he got adamant, yelled at the guy, and said, I don't know him. And then the rooster crowed. Three questions for three denials, and in palpating the painful place, Peter found himself Enabled and empowered to change planet Earth. Peter is one of the greatest missionaries and preachers the world has ever known. Peter had purpose and significance beyond his wildest dreams. Here we are, 2,000 years later, uh, talking about Peter and how God used him to bring joy and peace in the kingdom of God to a world that needs Jesus. Did not happen until after Jesus palpated the painful place. This isn't even a bold statement. I'm gonna make it. I'm looking at some hurt people right now. Now you've heard me say before, if you got a pulse, do you know what I say? You got issues right? Everybody's got issues. I'm not talking about the reality that you got a pulse, you got issues. We all have issues. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there are people in this room right now whose life is miserable and you've been trying to hide it and keep it together and you're about at your wit's end. There are people right here who I am looking at who are hearing this voice who need to have a touch of Jesus on the painful place to bring the healing that only Jesus can give. Well, the good news of our Our story of a man who denied the Savior three times is the truth that he encountered, the truth that Jesus forgives, lifts up, sets free, and removes shame. The truth for Peter is still a truth for you and me today. If this was my friend James's church, where I go every third Sunday when I'm not here, it's mostly black church, and I had said that same thing there, there would have been a lot of hooping and hollering because they would have recognized good news. So nod your head loudly. If you love the fact that the truth for Peter is truth for me and you today, Amen. yeah, man, some of you nodded your head four times. Look at you—you're danger of being becoming charismatic, Whew. friends. It's good news. The Lord wants to palpate the painful places in your life so that you can find freedom and purpose like you've never had before. Repeat after me. Palpate Palpate. the painful painful. place. place. I want to pray. Lord, I ask right now that you would move in this room in the presence of your spirit and by your spirit begin palpating the painful places of these people, Lord. Lord, you know their source of pain, their source of shame, even more so than they do. So again, we're praying here. If you would love the Lord to just enter into your life like he did Peter's to remove that shame, even though it might be painful for a minute, I'd like you just to put your hands up in the air, kind of like this. Nobody's looking. And just ask the Lord in the quietness of your heart or with your mouth out loud, say, Lord, come and palpate that pain. Lord, you have freedom for us so that we can be a source of freedom for others. So come, Lord Jesus. Do your thing. Amen. Amen. And thus concludes our eight-week series of the marginalized meet the Messiah. As we have concluded this, I want to leave you with the question. Of the eight different stories of people who've been marginalized, which one did you resonate with? Was it the woman at the well? Was it that Samaritan dude? Was it that blind person? Was it, was it Zacchaeus up in a tree? Of the eight... Which one really resonated? And then, begin in your times with the Lord, and I'm trusting that you will have more and more times with the Lord as we move forward. Bark up that tree and say, Lord, why did the leper resonate with me? At this time, our tithes and our offerings will be received. Lord, bless that which you receive.